from our study tonight. All right, as we get started, are there any prayer requests this evening? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The gold the Southeast Texas is expecting this tropical dis- disturbance that's in Mexico to come and hit them and it's it's a major rainmaker. So, you know, they've only had Harvey and uh, Rita and, uh, no, Katrina hit New Orleans and Rita came in after that and hit the Golden Triangle and, and just was devastating. And, uh, and then Harvey, Harvey decided... Hurricane Harvey decided to just park over that area, go out on the ocean, on the Gulf for a minute, and come back. And and you know, uh, my mom got 64 inches of rain in Nederland in the in the time of, but her house didn't flood. It was one of the only areas in the area that didn't flood. But, uh, so this this little disturbance gets everybody jacked up because they've they've experienced these floods and, and major flooding. You know. I think we see things unfolding. <laughs> All right. All right, and and y'all pray for me as I'm traveling this week. Uh, I, I misspoke Wednesday night, I think, um, and and where everybody thought I wasn't going to be here today, but um, I'm leaving Tuesday uh, on a on a plane to go to Orlando for the rest of the week, um, and uh, so uh, and then pray for Lisa. She's you know. Uh, she has good days and bad days, and whenever I say, she, I I just do a lot at my house, you know, getting her ready for school and make make lunch and breakfast and all that kind of stuff for her, and, and she's going to be by herself, and and uh, so it's just different, and uh, I haven't done anything like this in in a number of years, uh, so anyway. Okay. All right. So, um, and and whenever I tell you all that about Lisa, Lisa's going to be fine. It's just you know adjusting and uh, yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much for this evening and the opportunity we have to meet together, pray together. 
share some concerns with one another. And, and, and Father, we pray for Carolyn's grandson, Hayes, that, that is, has strep throat. Pray that you would uh, bring healing to his body. Encourage him. Uh, Father, for Michael's mom who uh, is in lockdown and, and doesn't always understand because of the, her situation and, and wondering why her children aren't seeing her or whatever. And, and God, that these things create so many different emotions and feelings in these senior adults. And, and God, we pray that you would bless her and help her to know your love. And, uh, and then, Father, with this uh, impending storm uh, headed toward the uh, southeast Texas that has experienced so many floods of, as of late, uh, and the fear that, that's there, we pray, Father, that you would bring peace and that you would divert the storm. It, it would just go out and stay out in, uh, over the Gulf of Mexico and not even hit land. That would be awesome. But God, your will is what we pray for and we think think about and trust in. And so, Father, we're asking you to protect uh, Jamie's family and, and, and then my family that lives down there and the others that we all know or we might know. Father, just we thank you. And then, Father, we pray now that uh, as we look forward to, to the study, open our hearts and our minds that we might hear understand and know you better in Jesus name amen all right Revelation chapter 4 last time we met we looked at verse 1 and and how verse 1 is a picture of the rapture and um, and discussed uh, that um, just as a reminder and I've said this I will I will continue to say it. I am a pre-trib rapture uh, dispensationalist. And uh, what that means is I believe the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation. I believe that the rapture happens before the millennial kingdom, obviously, if it happens before the rapture, I mean before the tribulation. And then I also am a dispensationalist, which means that uh, there have been different eras in time of the different covenants of God, and there's a future covenant that's coming that's described in the book of Revelation that, that people can come to know Christ during the tribulation. Uh, and and I, whenever we get to that point, we'll, we'll show you where that is and how and and so forth, and, and um, you know, so, but I don't believe that the church is going to be a part of the, tribula the tribulation, and uh, we looked at that a couple of weeks ago. So now we're going to finish the book, the fourth chapter of Revelation, and it is a worship service, and as uh, you sang that song, uh, tonight is perfect lead-in to this this uh, picture, and so let's look at this heavenly worship service that John has been invited to. Uh, in verse one, it says, "Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after these things." Verse two, 
Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was standing in heaven, and one sitting on the throne. And he was sitting, he who was sitting on the sitting was like a jasper stone and a sardius in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, like an emerald in appearance. Around the throne were twenty-four uh, thrones, and upon the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white garments and, and golden crowns on their heads. Out from verse five, out from the throne comes flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was something like a sea of glass, like crystal. And in the center and around the throne, four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first creature was like a lion, the second creature like a calf, and the third creature had a face like that of a man, and the fourth creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes around and within. And day and night they do not cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. When the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who sits on the throne, to Him who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders will fall down before him who sits on the throne and will worship him who lives forever and ever and will cast their throne, their crowns upon the throne saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and because of your will they existed and were created. So here's, here's the picture, the scene. It's the throne room of heaven. And God is sitting on the throne. And His appearance is that of a jasper stone and a sardius stone. The jasper stone is like a diamond. It's clear, it's crystal, uh, it radiates light. A sardius stone is that of a ruby, crimson red. So the two stones represent God's presence. The jasper stone represents His purity. The sardius stone represents His love. And you understand that we. The, the stardiest stone would be the color of Jesus' blood. Okay? And then there's a rainbow around Him. It's in the shape of the rainbow, but it's the color of an emerald. It's green. Okay? The color green represents righteousness. In scripture. Alright. So you have his purity. His love. And his righteousness. Radiating from him. John does not actually see God. He sees these images. Radiating from the throne itself. 
purpose of the rainbow? What is the rainbow? It's a promise. It's a sign of God. It's the covenant of God that He would never flood the earth again. The whole earth. Now there's parts of the earth that have been flooded quite often. But the whole earth will never be flooded again and it is the promise of God. So it, it represents the covenant promise. It also represents perfection. Have you ever seen a complete rainbow? See both, both ends of it? Now the complete rainbow, you have to be up in a plane and look down to see the full circle. Okay, because the rainbow gives a full circle, but we can see a full rainbow, the, the half of it from end to end. And if you ever notice, you pay attention to that, it's, it's, it's perfect. It shows perfection. And on some days, well, some days there's double rainbows, you know, though, but sees all, you see all the color. You know, we, several years ago, Lisa and I were in Hot Springs, and we saw one of those rainbows. I tried to take a picture of it. It didn't, the picture was not close to the vividness of what we saw. But see, the rainbow represents God's perfection. But it also represents the end of a storm. Think about a rainbow. There has to be light and there has to be water. Alright? The sun has to hit the raindrops just right for it to provide the rainbow. But the, the sun hitting the water, the rain, represents the storm is ending. Okay? And the storm in life is going to end with a rapture. The storm in our lives are going to end with a rapture. Now the storm that's coming after that is going to be horrendous. Alright, so there's the picture. And that's what John sees there with the, on the throne. In front of the throne is this sea of glass. Ah, I skipped down to verse 5. I'm sorry. Let's look at the, the 24 elders. There are 24 thrones and then 24 elders sitting on those thrones. They wear white garments and golden crowns on their head. Now, who are the 24 elders? That is a debate that's going on and will go on forever. Possibilities. They could be angels. But as we see them here in a minute and what they're praying, it doesn't sound like angels. Some people believe they are. Could be priests in 1 Corinthians chapter 24. Verses 3 through 5, it gives the 24 orders of the priesthood. Now listen, I'll read these scriptures. David was Zadok, the sons of Eleazar, and Ahimelech, 
of the sons of Ithamar divided them according to their offices for their ministry. Since more chief men were found from the descendants of Eleazar than the descendants of Ithamar, they divided them thus. There were 16 heads of the fathers of households of the descendants of Eleazar and eight of the descendants of Ithamar according to their father's household. Thus they were divided by lot, the one as the other. For they were officers of the sanctuary, the officers of God, both from the descendants of Eleazar and the descendants of Ithamar. Eleazar and Ithamar were sons of Aaron. And Eleazar had, um, Eleazar had more, children, more descendants, and therefore he had 18, or 16 places in the, order, the priesthood order. And Ithamar had uh, the other eight places of ministry in the priesthood. 16 plus 8 equals 24. Last time I checked or talked to my son, who's a math teacher, uh, or plugged it into my uh, calculator. You know, we we have to use a calculator now for everything, right? Some people don't. Some people do. Okay? So could it be just the priest of the Old Testament? The priesthood of the Old Testament and each of the offices. That is a possibility. Another possibility is the fullness of the church. Making up the believers from the Old Testament and the New Testament alike. The heads of the twelve tribes of the Old Testament. Remember, Jacob had twelve sons. All right? And they made up the 12 tribes of Israel. That could be a possibility along with the 12 apostles. Matthias being the 12th one when Judas left. Or maybe Paul is part of that 12. That is a possibility. We don't actually know. We'll look at the elders a little bit more in the next chapter but no one can tell you exactly who these elders are okay I tend to believe it's the 12 apostles and the 12 prophets but that's just me okay you can't no one is definitive about it they are dressed in their white garments meaning that they have been they have been sanctified holy and purified they are pure before God to be able to sit there. They also have victor's crowns on. They're, these are golden. The victor's crowns were, were uh, laurel wreaths that, that whenever you won, a, won a, the activity, the event, they would give you this crown, laurel wreath that sat on the back of your head, kind of like my hair. Okay, and it, it stopped, it, but it would, it would sit around, and they were, they were laurel, they were, they were plants. Well, these crowns are made out of gold, okay, so they represent that they have been 
judged and rewarded. Now we won't turn there, but in 1 Corinthians it talks about the judgment seat and that our works are going to be judged. They'll go through fire. And if they're burned up, well, they're wood, hay, and stubble. If they make it, they're purified, which means that they're gold or silver, and they're purified through the judgment of God, then, then we're rewarded for that. There's also, in Scripture, there are five crowns talked about in Scripture that believers receive. That is why I believe that this, these 12, 24 elders represent the fullness of the church, the Old Testament and the New Testament believers, because we will receive crowns whenever we get to heaven. Okay? The Bible never says angels get crowns. Angels aren't rewarded. Angels are servants. They, they actually... They had one opportunity to make a choice. They could follow Lucifer or they could follow God. A third of them followed Lucifer and they got kicked out. And he became Satan. The two-thirds of them followed God. They don't have a choice. <laughs> they made their choice and they stay and they never had another choice. That's why they, they are jealous of us because we get to choose to worship God and Jesus died for us. He didn't die for them. Okay? Y'all with me? Alright, so. Now, that's, that's the scene that we have. Then we, then we look at the, the, the worship itself. Look at verse 5. We see the throne room. We just described it some, but coming out from the throne coming away from God are flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder. Can you imagine the majesty of God with a thunderstorm, lightning and thunderstorm radiating from Him? Now the rainbow's over Him. <laughs> but here's this thunderstorm radiating from Him. Now, little gnat wanted to mess with me. I don't know how you feel about thunderstorms. Okay, I know a lot of people are afraid of them. Uh, I, I'm one of these that goes out and watches them. I love them. The power of God that's found in a thunderstorm. Watching lightning strike. And, and, and whenever it actually connects with something and, it, and it, it almost explodes in the air. I mean, it's unbelievable. Now, some of those cracks of thunder, buddy, they can jolt you. Especially if you're asleep. But that's what's radiating from God. Folks, God's not one of these old men sitting on a throne with a long white beard looking at people to throw lightning bolts at. His majesty radiates 
and he deserves our, our worship. And that's what this picture is, the, the majesty, the power of God just radiating from him all the time. And I know I use the word radiate several times. I don't know a synonym for radiate. So, And then in front of him is the seven lamps. Now these seven lamps, we talked about the seven lamps in, in Revelation ch chapter 1, uh, verse 13, I'm sorry, verse 12, then I, I turned to see a voice, Revelation 1, 12 says, then I turned to see the voice who was speaking to me, or with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the middle of the lampstands, I saw one like the Son of Man. Now, we talked about those lampstands in chapter 1 being seven different candlesticks. Okay? Because they represent the seven churches. These seven uh, lampstands represent, are represented by the menorah. Okay? I think I'm saying that word right but the one candlestick with the seven arms. Okay? Because these candlesticks represent the Holy Spirit of God. Okay? It, it, the seven spirits, the seven spirits of God are from, it represents or identifies the Holy Spirit. Seven being perfect, the perfect number, the perfect the number of God, uh, the seven spirits of God. Isaiah chapter eleven verses two and three say this: The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord, and he will not judge by what his his eyes see, nor make a decision by what his ears hear represents the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is in front of God, in front of the throne of God. Now the, the purpose of the Holy Spirit, remember in, in John chapter 14, John chapter 16, the Holy Spirit of God is, is sent to us so that will convict us and, and, and teach us and, and lead us. Alright? Convict the world of sin. Teach us and, and lead us. But also, in Romans chapter 8, the Bible says the Holy Spirit of God makes groanings for us that we cannot understand. He's making intercession for us. He's standing in front of God right now praying to God for us as He is God. Now, he resides in us, but he's also in heaven. Now, don't ask me how to explain all that. I can't. But the Spirit of God is in front of God praying for us for the will of God to happen in our lives. And that's what's the, what we see here. All right? And then there's a sea of glass. Verse 6. And before the throne there was something like a sea of glass, like crystal. Now it's not it's not a wavy sea. Okay? It is a 
just a, a vast picture, a picture of a glass floor that looks like water made out of glass. All right? In Paige Patterson, uh, in the New American Commentary, Paige Patterson writes this. Finally, before the throne, there spreads an enormous expanse of what John appeared to John to be a sea of glass, like crystal. Here the word sea almost certainly has no reference to the undulation of a wave action, but simply to the vast expanse. As far as he could see, this crystalline, sparkling glass sea spread before the throne. It's also the same sea that is found in John chapter, I mean Revelation 15, 2, which says, And I saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire. And those who had been victorious over the beast and his image and the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, beholding harps of God. Now, whenever we get to John, I mean Revelation 15, we will see that these are uh, people who endured during the tribulation. All right? Didn't take the mark of the beast. And now they're standing before God as the sea of glass is now turning into, is mixed with fire to show the judgment of God at this point in Revelation chapter 4. You don't have the judgment of God. It represents peace before God. Alright? So, whenever we get to Revelation 15, then we'll, we'll add the judgment. Alright? Now, they're participants in the worship service. The participants are the four living creatures. Verse 6 again. Four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. Verse 7. The first creature was like a lion. The second creature like a calf or like an ox. The third creature like a face, like that of a man. And the fourth creature was like a flying eagle. Ezekiel chapter 1. Let's turn over there to Ezekiel chapter 1. Verse 4 says, And behold, or as I looked, behold, a storm wind was coming from the north, a great cloud with fire flashing forth continually with a bright light around it, and in the midst, something like glowing metal in the midst of the fire. Now what does that sound like? Does that sim sound similar to what we just read about, the, the jasper stone, the sardius stone? the lightning and the thunder coming from the throne of God? Well, Ezekiel saw the same thing. All right? He just described it a little bit differently. Sardius to him looked like uh, metal being burned in a fire, glowing. All right, verse 5. Within it there were four figures representing four living things, or four living beings, and this was their appearance. They had human forms. 
Each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight and their feet were like calf's hoofs. And they gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings on their four sides were human hands. As for the faces and the wings of the four of them, their wings touched one another. Their faces did not turn when they moved. Each went straight forward. As for the form of their faces, each had the face of a man. All four had the face of a lion on the right and the face of a bull on the left. And, the, and all four had the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. Their wings were spread out above, and each had two touching another being, and two covering their bodies, and each went straight forward. Wherever the Spirit was about to go, they would go, and without turning as they went. In the midst of the, four, uh, of the living beings, there was something that looked like burning coals of fire, like torches darting back and forth among the living beings, and the fire was bright, and bright lightning was flashing from the fire. And the, four, and the living beings ran to and fro like bolts of lightning. Now he describes them a little bit more than John does, but do they not sound similar? God gave Ezekiel the same picture of the throne room as he gave John. Now John's going to see six wings. Okay? John only saw each a side of each one of the beings. Ezekiel saw that each being had all four faces. John just saw one face on each being. But they saw the same thing. They don't contradict each other. Remember, angels in the Old Testament, angels, whenever they identified themselves to people, they didn't have any wings at all. But whenever Isaiah saw the wings on the, on the uh, angels in Isaiah chapter 6, they had six wings. Now Ezekiel just saw four wings. They present themselves the way God tells them to present themselves when they present themselves. Alright? So, so don't take those two things and say, well, there's contradiction in Scripture. There's not. If if we were to go to the same event and each one of us ask, we'd a I'd ask each one of us to give a report of that event, every one of us would pick out something different to talk about. All right? That's why police officers, detectives, or whatever, get as many eyewitness accounts as possible so that they can put them all together. Because everybody notices something else. Alright? Some people are more detailed oriented. If you ask a woman how to get how to get somewhere, they're going to tell you about trees and houses and the colors of the houses and so forth. Most, most of them, most of the time. You ask a man how to get there, he's going to tell you to turn right on, on road number or road name such and such and go two miles and he'll be there. Well, what are some landmarks? And the man says, I have no idea what the landmark says. I, I just told you how to get there. And, yeah, 
and 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 women are like, well, there's a there's a landmark here, and there's a landmark here, and you need to make sure you look for this landmark and look for the crooked tree on the corner of. And I'm like, every tree's crooked in my mind. All right, so so whenever someone describes the same event in scripture. It's just that they saw something different than someone else, but they saw the same same thing. God brought Ezekiel or gave Ezekiel a, a picture of, of heaven. And John wrote it down as such. So so we have we have these four creatures and they have they have eyes all about them, all over them. Now, what do the four creatures mean? They're living beings. The word creature is, is the word that is, uh, the Greek word is uh, zoa, that we get our word zoo from. Okay. Uh, it, and it, it's not necessarily creatures or beasts, as some of them talk about, but they're living beings. Now, they are awesome to see they're not hideous to look at they're awesome to look at now if you saw something that had four faces on it depending on which direction they were looking that would seem to be hideous and yet John's not running from them he's attracted to them they're not hideous they're they're living beings in the presence of God so um, again Interpreters usually have evaluated this description as four segments of biological life. A lion representing untamed species, an ox representing domestic, domesticated animals, an eagle representing the avian life, and man representing human life. Somehow, now they don't talk about the fish or the ocean anim, animal kingdom, uh, but somehow these cherubim represent all of God's creative species. So that's one set of participants in the uh, worship service. The other set are the 24 elders. And we've already talked about them. Now the songs that they sing. They sing two different songs. There, there are a number of doxologies in Scripture in, in the book of Revelation. These are two of them. The first one, the, the, the angelic beings, if you will, sing this song. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the, the Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. In Isaiah chapter 3, the same cherubim, Cry out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. So they're singing, they're singing that, that God is holy. Holy, holy, holy is an emphasis. Some people will tell you that holy, holy, holy represents God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Most people believe that holy, holy, holy is just an emphasis way of saying you're holy okay if you want to read the trinity into it that's fine it, it doesn't take away from it but these these angels 
angelic beings are recognizing the emphasis of God's holiness. Also, God's eternality. Okay, look at what they say. The Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. Alright? That's, that's almost a direct quote from Revelation chapter 1. They also, in their singing, they give praise, and then they give glory, honor, and thanks. All right, so they are they're praising God. They emphasize the prayer, or uh, the praise, and they praise God for being eternal. The twenty-four elders, their song is different. They worship Him always, and will worship Him who lives forever and ever. And they will cast their crowns before the throne. Now, whenever we get to heaven and we are rewarded our crown, at some point we're going to give the Lamb of God the crowns that we receive because of what He did through our lives. He deserves them anyway. And and the the picture here is not just a gentle laying down at the feet. It is, in celebration, taking it and throwing it at it. Okay? Not in a violent way, but in one that I don't deserve this, you deserve all of it, and you throw it to him. Alright? That's, that's the picture here in the celebration of who he is. I'm telling you, the worship in, God, in heaven is going to be so much more than what we could ever imagine. It's, it's, you know, you go to some of these churches and they sit there with their hands folded and they barely raise their voice and no one says amen and no one stands or no one, and it's, it's just a... Man, they're going to come get a shock whenever they get to heaven because it's going to be a whole lot more. Okay? Now, don't think that it's going to be out of... Well, thunder and lightning going on, that's right. It's not going to be chaotic. Okay? I'm not talking about chaotic worship here. I'm not talking about it static. I'm talking about the order of God is going to be a lot of celebration taking place. And it's going to be noisy but God is a God of order not chaos alright so this is not going to be chaotic It's, but it is it's not going to be quiet either okay now they, they praise God for worthy are you our Lord and our God to receive glory honor and power for you created all things because of your will they existed and were created now, they praise God for being the Creator God. They have, I believe, they praise Him as such because they have enjoyed the creation of God. 
me and you. We enjoy the creation of God. Or at least we ought to. I was watching a... Uh, I, I, I stream on my TV. I don't have live TV. So I didn't, I didn't, I don't watch, uh, I don't watch any live shows. I watch streams at different times. And, and we found Lone Star Law. If you ever watch that on the Discovery Channel, all the stories about the, the, uh, the game wardens. Texarkana's on this show almost every week. I mean, it's Bowie County. Uh, it's Bowie County, uh, Jefferson County, Hardin County, um, Mauriceville. I mean, all these places that I, I've, I've been. You know, I, one of these game wardens is standing up in, in the far northwest part of Texas. They're, they're antelope hunting. But in the far northwest part of Texas, as you go into New Mexico, uh, even north of Amarillo and all that, I mean, it's, it's uh, way up in the north panhandle. And he's looking out over the terrain, which has this mountainous area, and, and some of it's flat, and it goes into a mountain and stuff. He said, this is God's country. Now, those of us who live in, in Piney Woods of East Texas would not say, well, that's God's country. That's just... But the beauty of God's creation, no matter where you go, you can find it. I mean, you get on I-10 or I-20 coming out of out of Fort Worth going toward Lubbock and then you're going all, all the way out to El Paso and it's just flat land but if you look close enough you can see the beauty of God yeah <laughs> I mean it's you know no matter where you are you can find the beauty of God and these elders are, cre are praising God for the creation that he gave us He gives them glory and honor, and then he gives them talks about their his power. Worthy are you to receive glory and honor and power. Now, now we don't give God power. He has all the power. He can do. He's he's omniscient and uh, omnipowerful. I, I'm I forget what the, all those words are. Uh, do what? Omnipotent. Thank you. We live on His power. See, my, my brain is not working right now very well, and I, I forget all those omni words. Okay? But, think about the power that He expelled on the day of, or the, the week of creation. Placed every star in the sky. And our, our little sun is about this big compared to some of the the big stars that are out there. And he holds them all up. Bible says there, what? Just speaks it. What power? And he holds all those stars in his hands. There's billions upon billions upon billions of galaxies, much less. There's, some people believe that there's a billion galaxies and every, every, every galaxy has the same amount of stars that there are galaxies. So you figure out how many there are. Okay? 
And they're all in God's hands. But beyond the stars in His hands, you know, we are in the palm of His hand. He named every star, but he know, He's numbered every hair on top of your head. point at some of you that Bobby he didn't count very high alright that's right that's right and the worship from the creation cre- creatures or the beings and the elders he's holy and he's worthy now we'll see in the future that the elders worship him as redeemer later here they're worshiping him as creator alright the book of Revelation. It'll be fun as we go along. Now, I will not be here Wednesday night. Brother Michael's got Wednesday night covered, right? I did ask him in advance. I didn't just ask him now. And then next Sunday, uh, Kevin Holt, who's been here in the past, will be here with you. uh, As I am going to take the Sunday to fully rest uh, from my week. So, uh, <clears throat> hope y'all understand that. I'm, I don't travel as well as I used to. <laughs> I used to travel well, but I don't anymore. So, I understand that about myself. Alright. Uh, well, let's pray together and, and uh, I'll I'll see you on about 10 days. Okay?